Hello, you are listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin. Joining me as ever is Zijan. I'm the C, he's the Z. I did that in the wrong order. Hi, Zijan. That is very odd. Uh, <laughs> what's this about you having a new podcast, Colin? I have got a new podcast with my, my twin brother, Simon, called Peas in a Podcast, which we thought was a hilarious title, but it turns out that half the internet's already used that title. Um, so, switch, what, 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 switch, this, all, switch this nonsense off, switch out of those, and uh, go over and listen to the the first episode of Peas in a Podcast. You better be promoting our podcast on that podcast. Uh, have you not listened to it, Zijan? Uh, <laughs> is it interesting? Um, is it worth my time? Yes. Well, since you've got so much time to do another podcast, Colin, I was thinking, why don't you just do all the editing from now on? Um... I think I've got less time because of the extra podcast. Therefore, you should do all the editing from now on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's how it works. No. Uh, yeah, it's just us talking being twins. Um, but don't know. Talking about it, being twins. We 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 we, we talk about various things like there's um there's just lots of different segments. There's a there's a famous twins segment. There's a uh, do you remember when segment? There's a music segment. There's all sorts of stuff. It's all lots of fun. Check it out. Or not. No, 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 def- no, do, do, do check it out. Check out our podcast first, though, before I mean, checking that out. In fairness, if you're listening to this, you're already checking out our podcast. Once That's you've true. got through all 63 episodes of our podcast, <laughs> you can listen to the first episode of... Uh, exactly, I think um, I think that's <laughs> how you should prioritise it. You're not, you're not launching a rival podcast, Sujan? Uh, no. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't have time. I'm a busy man. Fair enough. Um, today we're busy talking about coming-of-age movies. Um, we also talk about the films of Alec Baldwin. We've got a quiz about films about sharks yes. and much, 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 much more. more. Uh, we start as ever with some movie news, Zijan. Uh, Henry Cavill won't be playing Superman anymore. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I think he posted something on Twitter, was it? Or Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. Which is so weird. <laughs> Did you um, see it? Uh I've read about it, but I didn't see it. Because yeah, I, 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 I follow him on Instagram, so I saw this. But, um, what was it? So he's wearing a t-shirt saying Krypton Lifting Crew or something. Um, and in the background, uh, Blue Blue Danube is playing, but um, from dogs barking. And he, he, slowly, <laughs> he slowly lifts a kind of Supermere, uh, Superman uh, action toy <laughs> up, into, up into the frame and then back down again. And I think he wrote something like... Um, Today's been an exciting day. Hashtag Superman. How cryptic. How crypt, Krypton. Yep. It's cryptic, it's Krypton, it's all those. Uh, yeah. So the rumour was that they wanted him for a cameo in Shazam and he wouldn't yep. do it or he couldn't do it or something. Um, so interesting, Zachary Levi was one of the people who liked this this post. Obviously Zachary Levi playing uh, Shazam. Shazam. It's all very strange. It is. Um, I mean... Ben Affleck, um, I'm not sure how, um, whether he was going to continue as Batman. Um, but, you know, Henry Cavill as Superman has always been, like, the cornerstone of the, the DCEU. I guess, I mean, Superman's always the, the big player, isn't it? I mean, well, Superman and Batman. But, yes. Um, and in yeah. fact, yeah, because if they were losing, yeah, Aquaman or, or Shazam or something, no one would care. But yeah, they're losing the big two, potentially. Mm. Um, but it's a, it's a weird one, because obviously Wonder Woman, everyone loved that. And yes. I, maybe they're going to try and build it around her, but they, they've got Flashpoint built in where they can just pretend that I guess and say, "Well, oh, we're in a different universe now, and everything's changed, and Superman isn't here, and Batman's different, or whatever." And you can you can get away with it, I guess. Yeah, where you play with time and multiple universes, right? What you can get away with anything. 
Any uh, any thoughts on who would make a good Superman? The, the internet, uh, the internet is saying uh, Michael B. Jordan, apparently. Um, which, hmm. uh, I don't think he'd be Clark Kent, but there, there has been has there been a black Superman in the comics. I don't think so. No, okay. No, not not that I know of. Um, but he could just do like the Human Torch thing again. Yeah, that went so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'll tell you who would um, who'd make a fantastic Superman. Uh, Cary Grant. Now, he, he's dead. Um, he died a long time ago. Is this one of your weird ways of connecting to another piece of news? Well, I was generally thinking, I was, was going to connect to my, uh, to C or not to Z a bit later. But oh, I, th- okay. I was watching that thinking, this guy would be an amazing Superman if they'd made a Superman film in the 40s. <laughs> He'd have been so good. He kind of he's got the Clark Kent. He's got the Superman. Apparently, um, Christopher Reeve in in the Superman films originally based his performance off Cary Grant in Bringing Up Baby. So I'm oh not, wow! I'm not, I'm not the first person to have thought it, but uh, yeah, that's the same. Hmm. But yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know whether they will just just recast or they'll just write him out or, or what. But yeah, I can't imagine the DC well, offices are a good place to be at the moment. Well, they're having a Supergirl film coming out, aren't they? Mm. So she could take up his role, ultimately. That's Although, I, yeah. I do like Melissa Benoit, Supergirl, in the TV series. I, I think she pronounced it Benoist, but... Uh, Is it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me too. I think she's great. Really, really good. Uh, it's very much... Yeah, well, there's no kind of crossovers there in, in the TV and the movies for DC. No. Um, so they can just do it again. But yeah, I think she's great. Henry Cavill, I like... A lot in Man from Uncle and in Mission Impossible, but mm-hmm. I've never quite bought his Superman. I'll be honest. I don't think it's his fault. But, um, well, here's to a more cheery Superman then. Yes. In fact, we we got hints of it in Justice League. Yeah. Um, uh, big day or big week, big fortnight for for Asians, Sujan. <laughs> There's a huge, huge population that you you're talking about here, Colin. I am talking about a huge population. Um, but only one of one of you, and in fact he's from America, um, oh. is getting to direct the next Bond film. It's, oh, yeah. I, I want to say Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah, yeah. your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> oh, there you go, another Carrie. After, after that Carrie Grant segue I made, obviously now. Um, yeah, he's, he's replacing Danny Boyle for Bond 25. Uh, he, I don't know much of his stuff, but he's, he's done Maniac, which I've just started watching on Netflix. And mm. uh, I'm enjoying I'm two episodes in and I'm enjoying it so far. Um, feels quite um uh the kind of guy who wants to go his own way and be quite distinctive which i'm not sure you're allowed to do in james bond so it seems a uh, an odd pairing maniac is a series which stars jonah hill and emma stone right that's yeah that's the one yeah yeah huh. is it good it is yeah it's, uh, so, so i'm only two episodes in um at the moment, but it's uh it's weird it's, it's kind of i think it's set in the kind of alternate maybe early 90s it's, it's weird it's because originally I thought it was kind of set in the future because there's various technology we don't have, but then they're kind of using Amstrad computers and things like that, or they look like that. So it's this kind of weird alternate past, I think. Uh, but the, yeah, the idea is that Joan Hill and Emma Stone's characters both take part in a drugs trial. And so the first two episodes is really, the first one's just going through Joan Hill's backstory, the second one's going through Emma Stone's backstory, really, and they haven't had that much interaction yet. Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty weird, but it's, it's enjoyable. It's pretty, um, pretty fun so far. It's fun about what I'd probably know, but I don't know where it's going to go. I've seen the trailer and it felt like it was almost being marketed as a kind of Cloud Atlas type thing where they turn up in all kinds of different scenarios, but so far there hasn't been any of that. So, uh, oh, I mean, I just hmm. should check it out. 
yeah, I say it's on Netflix. It's about forty minutes an episode. It's only six episodes or eight episodes or something. So it's it's all fairly uh, quick. But um, mm. yeah, so you know, but uh, yeah, I say it doesn't feel like James Bond is going to get any, given the opportunity to do anything like that. No. Um, well, at least now they have a director. Yeah, you so will go forward. Well, I think he walked out on something. I'm trying to cry what it is now, but he's he's got history. So. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll see. This could be like another <laughs> flash situation where they run through a dozen directors. But uh, what else you got? Um, yeah, from last uh, episodes, um, our feature of actors turning directors. Oh, yes. Halle Berry has signed on to produce and direct and star in Bruised, making her debut behind the camera. So the film is uh, the story of a struggling single mom who she will be playing. Right. Was to leave her mixed martial arts career behind disgraced. Huh. When her when the authorities <laughs> threaten to take her six year old son away from her, she climbs back into the cage for one last shot at MMA glory. Well, that sounds bad. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, I think I think Southpaw had a, quite a similar story, was it? Yeah, I guess that was all right. Yeah, so why not, right? Yeah, I mean, and, I'm not. I know she's got an Oscar, but I've never really been impressed by Halle Berry. In fact, I've not seen Monsters Ball. Um, maybe her directing is better than her acting. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows, right? You should, yeah. Yeah. Judy Greer's got a film out as well, actually, while I was mentioning, mentioning actor directors. Um, uh, what have I got here? Um, Michael B. Jordan, I, mm-hmm. I say, being talked about Superman, but apparently he's um, going to be the John Clark in, uh, in some Tom Clancy adaptations. So obviously, Jack Ryan's doing well to this. Digging around Tom Clancy books, so I think Rainbow Six is the second one. I can't remember what the first one is now. Uh, my main thought when I saw this news is they're only talking about making two films. I thought everything was a trilogy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they say it now, right? Must it's be going to turn into one. Oh, they split the second film into two. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just thought it was a huge lack of confidence in this project if they're only planning two films. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, Michael B. John's fantastic. Yes. Um, I, I, have you watched Jack Ryan? The, the Amazon which the TV show? No, yeah. I don't. Have Amazon Prime. You no, know, I've watched the first couple. I got Amazon Prime just just for this, really. I watched the first two or three, and uh, yeah, not really a fan, so I dropped out. Why not? Is it just too? I think it's just quite boring. Um, so I like John Krasinski a lot. Uh, I think he's great, but so much of it is kind of B plot and backstory. And so, uh, yeah, when he's kind of running around doing his thing, I'm quite interested. When it's kind of here's this this bloke and this woman who are trying to plan something and like I just don't care I don't care anything about these people this is feels like it, it feels like they've tried they've stretched it out to get across the whole season when it could have been a, a lot quicker hmm. oh well um, speaking about Michael Jordan Space nice. Jam 2 is happening nice good link <laughs> very good link <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> um, but this time it doesn't have Michael Jordan but it has LeBron James in it yeah and uh, Ryan Coogler is going to produce it Yes, he is. Who's the uh, director of Black Panther? For those who do not know, hmm. and uh, and Creed and Fruitvale Station, all very good films. Yeah, um, did you like the first Space Jam? I, I have it. never seen it. Have you not seen it? Why? Uh, do you not like? Do you not grow up with Looney Tunes here in the UK? Uh, I didn't. I think. I mean, they were they were available for people who wanted to, but it wasn't really part of my childhood. No. Oh, really? Um, I mean, I I've seen bits and pieces, so I know who the main ones are but no I, no it's, it's it's certainly not as big here as it is in america but mm. and it's even less big for me than it is for others and i don't care about basketball 
So it's not really my, um, my your kind of film. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched the space first space jam film when I was uh, very young, and uh, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Why, why is it called Space Jam? Uh, I, I think get the, I get it, the space bit. You get a space bit, yeah. What about the jam? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Okay, Spaceball. I, there's already a film called Spaceballs. Maybe that was the problem. Yeah. No if idea. you know uh, why Space Jam is called Space Jam, let us know at CDZ of Movies on Twitter, CDZ of Movies at gmail.com. Uh, what have we got here? You remember, Zijan, the exciting, uh, groundbreaking, earth shattering news last uh, last time that Alec Baldwin. Oh, God, is this, this is all about Sonic the Hedgehog, right? <laughs> not, you not always this time. come out with one <laughs> of those and then. <laughs> no, this is about how Alec Baldwin wasn't playing Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Yes. Brett Cullen is playing Thomas Wayne. Do Do I know? I don't think so. I didn't know. He's in the Dark Knight Rises. Um, yes. Apparently, um, some senator or something. Uh, okay. I could be wrong, but not not a big part. And he was in um, Narcos, which in a bigger part, I think, which I've not seen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's quite a step down from Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Well, given that I know Alec Baldwin, I don't know Brett. Brett, Brett Cullen. Yeah. Well, did you see the? Um, they've been putting out pictures of Joaquin Phoenix in in his uh, non-Joker makeup and in his Joker makeup. Yeah, um, and with his non-Joker name, which is apparently Arthur, which Arthur, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think in the comics they've never really committed to a particular identity. But, um, no. Yeah, this, this looks really good. I think actually, it's it's. I mean, it could still turn out to be terrible, but uh, I, I like the direction they're going. It feels very distinct it's not just someone else doing a kind of Heath Ledger impression or going mm. absolutely crazy like Jared Luther did yes yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this one hmm. uh, what do I have next Dwayne Johnson's dad okay getting his own <laughs> biopic oh yes what did Dwayne Johnson's dad do um, he was the man who became the first black tag team wrestling champion oh, good for him yeah, um, uh, he was a truck driver who trained as a boxer. He okay. began training age just 16. He had matches with Muhammad Ali. Uh, he battled racial prejudice to become, become one of the first wrestlers to demand a contract. Right. Back in those days. So, how do you become a champion of wrestling, given that it's all scripted? Uh, that is a good question. Maybe I'll find out when I see this film. Um <laughs> He's, he's not being played by by the Rock, is he? Uh, he he would look the most similar. Yeah, maybe not. has there ever been an instance of someone playing their father in a film? I don't think so. Oh, wait a minute. Um, what? Uh, Straight out of Compton, didn't uh, Ice Cube's son play him? Oh, did he? I have not seen Straight Outta Compton. Neither have I, but I, <laughs> I, I, I think he did. There oh, okay. Go. So um, we are I, going by. Set, set a little trivia question, maybe answer it. <laughs> who, who, who can say? <laughs> um, yeah, the, we mentioned a while ago, I think, the, the Dick Cheney biopic that's coming up. Uh, Christian Bale is playing Dick Cheney. Um, that is going to be called Vice, which I think is a great, great title. Um, They're all going for these, like, short and sweet titles now, aren't they? Yeah. But it, he, he was vice president and he did bad stuff. That's, you can't really beat that title. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there's true. already a film called Dick that was about Richard Nixon, so they couldn't go down that route. Oh. So yeah, modern Adam McKay, I guess he probably came up with the title. Good name. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, my last bit of news that I have. Do you have a lot more? I hope. Uh, I got a couple more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Emilia Clark and Henry Golding will be headlining a new holiday team rom com called Last Christmas, by director Porn Feig. Emilia Clark. Uh, this will be her first role after Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, and um, Henry Golding is was uh, is the leading man for Crazy Rich Asians. Oh yes, um, yes. yeah, and he was in A Simple Favor recently, which stars Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. Mm. Which I'm I thought you have seen, Colin, because you are a big Anna Kendrick fan. I like Anna Kendrick, but um, I haven't seen that no. Mm. Mm. So yeah, they'll be headlining this. Um, this is um this is the one that's being written by Emma Thompson, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, because it's it's like you never pay attention to my uh, my news contributions. Um, no, Colin, I don't uh, even listen back to our podcast as well. You don't even need to listen back. I'm just talking to you right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, some time ago that was announced as as Emma Thompson was going to be writing it. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, I'm see paying how attention that... now, Colin. Good. Now I know. Yeah, now you tell me. I'll see how that plays how into my uh, my long-standing uh, Emilia Clark bet. If this is going to be huge, then I could be in trouble. <laughs> uh, we go. Um, there's going to be a film with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx, which is going to be a sci-fi thriller about uh, taking drugs that give you superpowers. I don't think we know much more than that, but that sounds sounds like it could be good. Mm. Um, this isn't really film news, but it's connected with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, the, the Disney Scream, streaming service is talking about maybe doing a series about Loki, um, or possibly the Scarlet Witch. I think it's still an idea stage at the moment. But I, Are you going to get it? I think I will get Disney streaming, because yeah, there's going to be a new Star Wars series that, that sounds like it could be pretty decent with, from John Favreau. Um, and if certainly if they're putting this kind of stuff on there. Like, that feels like it's more exciting than some of the, the series because there's so many Marvel series yeah like was it Cloak and Dagger and yep Runaways Runaways uh, I'm sure there's two, two or three others that I just came across that I had no idea they were actually doing but they're still on like, they're on like third season or so. so so I'm not that excited by those but um, if you're actually bringing in fairly big characters from the MCU I think I'll be up for that hmm. um, did you see the uh, the picture that the Russo brothers tweeted yes I did Apparently, it contains um, uh, an idea of what the new the title for the Avengers Four film would be. That's the theory. So, for those of you who haven't um, haven't seen, uh, the Russo put up a picture of one of the brothers, Joe, maybe, um, mm. sitting on set with, and and they said, "Look closely." I think, and yeah, there's various like there's a ladder in the shape of an A, and there's some shelves that could be an E, and yeah, there's lots of theories bumping around. No one seems to be definitively uh, solving it, but. Um, the theory, I mean, Endgame is the theory that is the, the title. But, yep. but apparently, the Russo brothers said that the title was not spoken in Avengers Infinity War. Um, ah. which, which Endgame was. Um, and they also by seem, Doctor Strange. By Doctor Strange, yeah. He said, we're in the Endgame now. But, and they also seem to think that there's a, quite a big spoiler in the title, which uh, Endgame doesn't feel like it's much of a spoiler. I, mean, I guess it kind of is, but not really. It's not a spoiler for Infinity War. So, um... Find that picture and draw lines all over it and tell us what's uh, what's going on there. Have you managed to do anything? You do crossword puzzles, Colin. I thought yeah. this would be up your street. Uh, well, I, I looked at it for a while. I can definitely see a couple of A's and potentially a couple of E's. I think Endgame, the, the D and the G, people are really stretching to find those. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. The way they drew the G out, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that could be a G unless you really, really, really... Yeah, it's like if, yeah that, if you join these... These dots, and then join it with that <laughs> thing over there. So I mean, it's 
it's very likely that the, it doesn't really look much like what it was supposed to look like until the because I guess they wouldn't really want to give it away. So it might be end game, and they've just done it fairly badly. I don't know. Uh, we shall we shall discover, I guess, when they want us to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on then to our segment to see or not to Z, um, where we talk about films we've recently seen and tell you the listener whether you should see them or whether you should not Z them. Uh, Zijan, have you seen a yes, film? I have. Good man. I saw Crazy Rich Asians. Ah, this is the one, you, last last time you were looking forward to it. Did it yes. live up to expectations? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I do, I did. Uh, um, it was very predictable. Okay. I mean, you you could probably tell what you know the entire film based on the trailer alone. I mean, it's a rom com. Yes. You really cannot. You know, it's going to be quite predictable and safe, wouldn't you think so? I mean, um, and. It, based on the trailer alone, it tells the story about an Asian American um, okay. uh, economist professor played by Constant Wu, who discovered that her discovers that her boyfriend, played by the aforementioned Henry Golding, oh, yes. um, is, is crazy rich. It's <laughs> crazy rich. There you go. Um, but his mother, played by the very 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 gorgeous Michelle Yeoh, who's also Malaysian, as uh, is Henry uh, Golding. Okay. <laughs> Which I, I do have to point out now. Yep. <laughs> um, this approves of her because she comes from a different family. Yeah, so you can you can, okay. you can pretty much tell me what the story how how the story is going to end anyway, Colin. Uh, pres- <laughs> presumably, uh, in some massive battle where everyone loses their lives, is that the? Uh... Yeah, I think I'm confusing this with uh, a DCEU film. All right. Um, yeah, I've heard it described as the uh, the best one, of the best rom-coms of the last decade, or something. Is that? Would you go that? Uh, no, I wouldn't go that far. I think that is a bit of a stretch. I think, um, in terms of comedy, um, I think Aquafina is brilliant. Uh, in the film, she is hilarious in it. Okay. Um, I thought she was really good in Ocean's Eight as well. So she was actually I, she's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she 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 played it really well. There wasn't much laughs as you expect a rom-com to be, apart okay. from Okofina and Ken Jeong's characters, but... Oh, Ken Jeong's I mean, in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays Okofina's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this, it's been 25 years since the last all-Asian cast in a Hollywood film. Really? In the Joy Club. Yeah. 1993. That was the last time. What was that? Was all-Asian cast. The Joy Luck Club. Don't think I know that. No, so I mean, really, this... it's not been an all Asian cast. No, hmm. in a Hollywood film. I'm gonna have to check that. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah, so this is a milestone. Uh, Slumdog um, Millionaire was was that not all all Asian? Anyway, um, yeah, that's true though. Okay, so should I see it? I think you should. Um, at least to confirm that it's pretty good, because I may be biased here. Because <laughs> of all the Malaysians. Um, yes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> there are a lot of Malaysians here. I'm very proud. Like, there are a lot of actors that are very prominent in Southeast Asia who, oh, yeah. um, um, and yeah, who I, who I know. And I, I, I may come across very biased here. So I would like your opinion on this film. Okay. Well, I will, um, I'll endeavor to see that one then. Yeah. Um, I watched a film which I mentioned earlier, um, Arsenic and Old Lace, starring uh, a Bristolian. So I might be biased as well. Cary Grant. Um, it's uh, it's a kind of screwball comedy type thing. It's um, uh, Cary Grant is this, this renowned bachelor who who's getting married. In fact, in, in the film, he has just got married. Uh, it's based on a play. I think in the play, he's just about to get married, but they 
seemingly for some sort of Hollywood code reason they had to have him married at the start. Uh, he goes to visit his his two aunts, and it turns out his aunts are killing off people. Um, so basically, uh, what they think is kindness. So basically, old old lonely people come to stay at their house, and they they poison them. Uh, and it's this kind of madcap screwball comedy where he's trying to avoid their, them being find out found out, and they're kind of oblivious to this. Uh, and that's all quite good fun. I think Cary Grant's good at that kind of role. Uh, it gets weird because then um, Cary Grant's estranged uh, murderous brother turns up, uh, and he's also killed someone, uh, and it, he's had a face transplant. Um, oh, okay, as you do. Yeah, and it's based on a play. There's a few lines where they say, he looks just like Boris Karloff. He, he was famous for playing Frankenstein's monster. Um, apparently in the play, he was played by Boris Karloff, but in the film he <laughs> wasn't. So those jokes kind of didn't work um, that well. Uh, I think it's, it's good fun. There's, tonally, I think, very odd. There's a couple of... Well, there's one scene where, he's, where Cary Grant's about to get tortured, and there's, there's a, a kind of a very fairly graphic torture reference that's just thrown into the middle. And I think they they felt kind of out of place and made it a lot darker than it needed to be, I think. Because it's directed by Frank Capra, who did um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, kind of mm-hmm. uh, really happy middle America, uh, Everyone, everyone's a nice, well, the nice guy wins out kind of films. And this is, it, this feels more like an Eden comedy, like the Lady Killers or something like that, where it's just um, people getting away with murder, quite literally. But yeah, it, it's good fun, but just, I think, slightly misjudged in places. Um, but I enjoy Cary Grant, so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you necessarily uh, need to rush out and see it. But, um, okay, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, we move to the main topic then of today, uh, which is coming of age movies, um, where there may be some crossover with our previous young adult movies. But then, who knows? We'll find mm-hmm. out. It's a long time since we've done that, so I'm it sure. It has been, yeah. And it was just, very popular, our first one. It was. And just as you forget my new segments, I'm sure people have forgotten our, our views on uh, <laughs> on movies. <laughs> uh, so you'll get to hear them again. Uh, do you want to kick us off, Sejan, with some coming-of-age movie Yeah, thoughts? I think I'll, I'll start with the most literal coming-of-age film that I've seen, which is you see someone growing up in the film, which is Boyhood. Oh, yes. Richard Linklater, uh, which I saw with you and Jenny in Bristol. Oh, yes, at the Watershed, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Classic. I wonder, I wonder why you watched in the Watershed. Didn't they show it in, well, in the showcase cinemas? Um, at that stage, no. So, so we watched it, I think, in the summer. Uh, and then it kind of it got lots of Oscar nominations and suddenly was being, I think it got then re-released in, in cinemas at that point. But I think when it first came out, it hadn't garnered the same kind of level of attention. So I couldn't find it anywhere else. Yeah. So, uh, Boyhood Hall, those who don't know, is a very ambitious film by Richard Linklater, who um, films these actors for 12 years. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> and basically see um, yeah, see them grow up, especially the little kids. Yeah, so it's got his daughter in it as a kind of secondary character, but the, the main kid is, yes. I can't remember his name now, but yeah, this, this, so this guy, they just picked him out when he was probably eight years old, maybe, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then just yeah came met up again every year to uh, to film a bit more, which uh, is and yes it's um I always want to say Ewan McGregor Ethan Hawke um, and I can't remember the woman's name at the moment uh, Patricia Arquette thank you yes um, so Ethan Hawke's done quite a few things with Richard Linklater including the the before trilogy yep. Um, yep. Uh, so you can count on them what, what what do you think to this one it was a very long film. It was very long. 
that's, that's the first thing I, <laughs> I was thinking it was about. 12 years long. It was all filmed in real time. Was... <laughs> yeah, I, that was the first thing I remembered when I was thinking about, oh, what do I remember about this film? I remember Patricia Arquette being very, very good in this film um, as the mum. Hmm. Uh, and I, I also, yeah, and it was a very long film. That's <laughs> um, so, yeah, because it's it's two hours and forty five minutes, um, and yeah, I, I definitely thought you could cut out forty five minutes of the film. I would think so because yeah. there's some some years when nothing significant, yeah, happens that contributes to the plot of the story. And I, I didn't think. necessarily mind that because I think it was very much a, as you say, following his life and just seeing him grow from the camera, and it almost felt to me actually. When, because there's this whole thing about domestic violence in the middle, and, yes, yeah. and that almost felt kind of fairly tacked on to oh, think, oh, nothing much has happened. We better, better throw in something really dramatic, and that felt more out of place to me. I, I would prefer the kind of gentle meander through his life rather than this kind of high stakes mm. thing thrown in the middle that didn't really fit for me. But yeah, it, it felt like it wasn't very tightly edited. No, I don't think so, and I mean. A lot of people say that Richard Linklater was robbed from the Oscar from Alejandro Iñárritu, yep. who did uh, Birdman the same year as well. But I yeah. thought Birdman was definitely oh, that's definitely much better edited. Oh yeah, I definitely preferred Birdman, and because Birdman won Best Picture as well, didn't it? Which a lot of yes. people thought Boyhood would. Uh, but I think in fact, I even read things saying, oh, in years to come, Bird's, uh, Birdman will only be remembered as the film that won instead of Boyhood. But I, I don't think so. I, think I don't think so either. Faded a bit already, really. Yes, no. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good film. I think it's worth seeing if you haven't, but um, I don't think it's modern for the ages. Necessarily. Yeah. It's a shame when you put 12 years working to something, but there you go. I know. Uh, what did, I googled coming-of-age films and just wrote down the ones that I'd seen. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of coming-of-age... Well, coming-of-age films... The reason why I chose this topic was that oh, yeah. two of them um, were nominated for Best Picture in the most recent Oscars. That was um, Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird. Oh, Lady Bird didn't, didn't crop up on the list, but yeah, that's a very fair, hmm. fair addition. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I, mean, the, I mean, the most classic of all coming out age rooms that most people would have known or seen is The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, which you've, yeah. you've seen now, haven't you? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? All right. <laughs> Which most people have seen, Carly. I didn't say everyone has. I thought, I thought you had now. Yeah, and I, I, I've talked about this before, but it's um, it's very much of its time. It's a very 80s film, but I think it's very enjoyable to watch looking back now. It's, um, so this kind of group of stereotypes, effectively, there's the kind of the, the, the nerd, the jock, the, the slut, the... the bookish girl or whatever else and, and you kind of see them interacting and, and you know, starting off very kind of uh, suspicious of each other not really getting on and, and, and learn to kind of form friendships over this day of detention it's it's a lot um, it's a lot more kind of uh, unrealistic I guess in some ways than, than like heightened I guess than, than I had expected so the kind of the, the guy playing the head teacher who's who, I think he's the head teacher well, he's the teacher um, it's kind of <laughs> slightly over the the top, which I mean, it, all, it definitely works and it's good fun, but it's, it's this kind of John Hughes style of um, it doesn't really feel that realistic to me. Um, okay, uh, which is which is fine. I say I think Breakfast Club is is a, is a great film. It's the only one of his films I've really enjoyed actually because he's done a few of these. Oh, it's not quite true, but it's only the one that I've liked the most. Um, and I don't know, maybe in the eighties it, it it chimed more with people, so maybe it worked better. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think it. 
it, it certainly works very well for what it is. But I, I wouldn't go seeking life lessons in it necessarily. Uh, yeah, but it is the quintessential coming of age film, right? That people quote. Uh, yes. Yeah, so when you have your kind of you're punching the air as you walk across a field, which I've exactly, seen, yeah. done several several times uh, since then. Uh, yeah, and, and none, none of the cast. Well, maybe Emilio Estevez, but um, uh, kind of and a lot of them are best known still for that film. It's a Murray Ringwald, uh, Judd Nelson, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. The, the, They've done a lot of them. Also appeared in well, certainly Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall starred in um, Sixteen Candles as well, which is another John Hughes film. Which, um, frankly, I think is really bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think I know that people love that film, but um, I think you had to be there probably. Uh, so there's this kind of, I guess, Brat Pack element where they, um, where there are a few of those. So the other one, which. Uh, well, I guess Saint Saint Elmo's Fire was that John Hughes? I can't remember now. But it, and it was again very much of his era. But I, I think that's a very good one as well. Anyway, uh, Weird Science by John Hughes is utterly terrible. Um, so let's not do it on that. Uh, what else have we got? Let's let's leap forward to. I, I, again, I'm sure I've talked about this before. But The Age of Seventeen is a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Um, another coming coming of age, very much in the title there on The Age of Seventeen. Uh, I've talked about it before. H- Haley Steinfeld is incredible in this film. Um, I haven't seen her a lot though since that. Um, what should we do? She's obviously got Bumblebee coming up. Um, oh yeah, this year, which I think is oh, going to be big. Um, she's going to be in Into the Spider Verse as well, which is not going to be quite so big, but it's going to do okay. I think. Uh, she was obviously in the latest Pitch Perfect. Yes. Um, yeah, and Pitch Perfect too. Hmm. I say obviously, like everyone knows Hayley Steinfeld. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's a singer as well. I think a lot of her focus seems to be on that. Uh, okay. Not my kind of music at all, but she's. I, I follow her on Instagram, so she's she's doing various tours and things. Yeah, um, she's not Taylor Swift, is she? She's no Taylor Swift, although she was in the Taylor Swift video Bad Blood. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she's an incredible actress, um, and I don't know what path her career is going to take like bumblebee i think will be a lot better than the other transformers films but uh could be i don't i'm sure well it's gotta be surely um but uh, i don't have a lot of faith though um i don't know i think i say we've only got the trailer but i I don't think it's going to be a a great film by any stretch but the transformers films have set such a low bar (laughs) (laughs) that it's quite easier to pass uh but yeah definitely i think notable in this one that she's um She's not kind of looking glamorous and, and like she does when when she's a kind of professional pop singer. She looks like just a regular seventeen year old girl, um, and yeah, really kind of isn't afraid to play it uh, like that. So yeah, check that one out. Woody Harrelson's also very good. It? What else you got? I have um, the perks of being a wallflower. Oh yes, uh, which is um, for some trivia directed by the author of the book itself. Oh really? Yeah, Steven Chbosky. Um, it's the only time that an author of a book has directed the, the film yeah could um, be it, it could be yeah <laughs> no idea <laughs> who, who knows uh, okay. yeah uh, it stars, well, the, the um, guy who wrote um, uh, what's that superhero thing they did a terrible film in the 90s uh, Jamie Foxx is going to be in it oh, I think a remake um, begins with an um, S I think Spawn Spawn I think the guy who created that comic book is uh, is directing the upcoming film. Oh, so, okay. There you go. So, well, he'll come second then. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it stars Logan Lerman, uh, Emma Watson. Yes. Back when she was, she could play a teenager. 
and Ezra Miller. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, Ezra Miller. Um, so now, yeah, Ezra Miller who is the Flash now. For those who do not know, for now, for now, <laughs> yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get too attached. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've not read the book before. Um, I was told that the book is much better than the film, oh, yeah. but I did enjoy the film. Um, it's it's the story about this. It's like all almost all coming of age films. It tells a very all, all coming of age films. It always set in a very short time frame. About a kid I guess coming the, age. Yeah. Sorry, all coming of age films are set in a very short time frame. He says, having given boyhood as the first coming. Apart of age from boyhood, <laughs> <laughs> apart from boyhood. Yep, the only one. Yeah, in, in this film, uh, Logan Lerman plays a very shy kid. Hence the wallflower. Okay, and are there some sort of perks to this though? Yeah, he meets he meets two other kids played by Emma Watson and Ezra Miller, um, who are play brother and sister who befriend him. Hmm. And that's pretty much the isn't, story. Um, uh, I'm forgetting everyone's name today. Mae Whitman is in it as well, isn't she? I think. Um, I have no idea. She's um, well, she is. She plays his girlfriend for. I I, I saw it um, earlier this year. I think when we lost you. And oh. there's, there's a scene where he's got to uh, kiss the Choose most beautiful girl. Beautiful girl, room, yes. Kisses Emma Watson instead of his girlfriend. Yep, and both of them hate him for that. (sighs) Awkward, right? How awkward is that going to (laughs) be? I mean, fans to the lad, he's 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 honest. Um, (laughs) He went with he went with what he believed to. Yeah, um, it's one of those ones that I I enjoyed it, but I think particularly towards the end, I thought, okay, this this must be based on a book because you've put in something which doesn't really make sense in the context of the film you're making. But it's no. clearly a key part of the book, so you've got to put it in. Yes, um, which is shows I think the screenplay could have been slightly better adapted. Um, he did a screenplay himself as well, so oh well, he should have done a better job. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to the uh, the Google list, Dirty Dancing is a coming of age movie. Um, I guess. Yeah. So you seen Dirty Dancing? No, but I know of it. Everyone knows of it. Know Everyone knows of it. Um, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze and the girl. And the girl. I see he lives. I'm forgetting <laughs> everyone's name, so it's, gonna be, it's just going to be the girl. Um, they, Yeah, I saw it the first time last year. It's I, Again, I, it feels like you had to be there at the time. Because it's, you know, they go up to some camp. She discovers this exciting world of dancing. Uh, then practices dancing mostly in her underwear, uh, which is never, as you do never really explained. Um, uh, and then yes, he has to lift her up, and nobody puts baby in the corner. My main takeaway from it is that her mum was played by um, uh, Mrs. Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. Mrs. Gilmore, as, as, a... in, as in Lorelai's mum. Oh, Emily. Emily Gilmore, yes. So there you go. Uh, that was that's your only takeaway from that's my, that's film. My, my main uh, uh, the, the the whole dancing underwear and the Emily Gilmore. That's the uh, the two most notable parts of that film. Well, that move was replicated in Crazy Stupid Love as well. It wasn't was, it? which is a better film. <laughs> which uh, he danced in his underwear as well. Oh uh, yeah, in that scene. Maybe that was a subtle uh, subtle reference. Would you say that Crazy Stupid Asians, Crazy Stupid, Crazy Rich Asians, um, is your favourite film beginning with the word crazy? What other films begin with the word crazy? Crazy Stupid Love. Apart from that, Crazy Beautiful. I've not seen Crazy Beautiful. I love Crazy Beautiful. Uh, I, may, I may have mentioned before one of my favourite. I think Crazy Rich Asians is better than Crazy Stupid Love. Controversial. 
I know. I can't think of any other films going with crazy right now. I'm sure there's hundreds, <laughs> but... Uh... Yeah, but you're biased with Emma Stone anyway. Yeah, I am. And speaking of Emma Stone, oh, Easy yeah. A. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is... What? How is this not on your list, Colin? Because uh, I literally just Googled it and wrote down what was there. <laughs> also, I was trying to not cover ones that I already covered in the young adult, but uh, failing mostly. I'm, I'm sure this didn't come out in our young adult one as well, Easy A. A lot I think, of I think films. it might have come into Young Adult Part 2 when we're really scraping the barrel. But, um. <laughs> I thought most of the films that were set in school did not come out in our Young Adult Podcast, but I may have. Who Clearly, could... I do not listen to you at all. <laughs> if you were listening, um, we apologise. No, it's fine. Go for it. Easy A. Tell me about it. Uh, Easy A, where Emma Stone plays... Uh... Hold on. I'm trying... So this is loosely based off the Scarlet Letter? Apparently, yes. By Nathaniel Horton, which I've not read. I've not read either. But if you're an American school child, you've almost certainly read it, apparently. Yes. Uh, but uh, there was a rumour that came about that uh, Emma Stone's character, I can't remember her name as well, sleeps around. I want to say, I think I've been to they. I think that's part of the, the deal, but I could be wrong. Yeah, sleeps around and instead of being slut-shamed, she wears it proudly by wearing a, a big red A, a scarlet A on her, yeah, on yeah. her uniform. It, it was kind of um, announced Emma Stone as a as a force you reckoned with, and it? it was a... Yeah, I think that's one of her first films I've seen as well. Yeah, she'd been bobbing around, so she did super bad, but I think this was her first lead, I think. Um mm. Had Amanda Bynes in it just to show how how long ago that was. I uh, know, Amanda Bynes. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, okay, how about how about the Graduate? That's apparently a coming of age film. Uh, um, I've not seen it, but isn't that about the one where it got seduced by an older, much much older woman? That is the one, um, Mrs. Robinson. You're trying to seduce me. Yes, aren't you? Um, that's that's uh, doesn't happen. That's a spot on Dustin Hoffman impression. Uh, it's a weird old film. So, um, yeah, this guy is played by Dustin Hoffman. He's kind of uh, paired up with a girl um, and takes her to, for their first date, takes her to a pornographic cinema. Yes, uh, you do, Colin. Which he, is, is that what I should be doing? Or should we In take those notes? days, I don't think you have pornographic cinemas nowadays. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Maybe this is why I can't find love. Now you have Netflix and chill, Colin. <laughs> yep. Um, yes thank you for that advice that's that's very useful <laughs> uh, anyway he decides that he loves his um, her mother instead um, but then he decides actually he loves her instead uh, it's a strange 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 film uh, and yeah basically the, the main character played by Hoffman is the most odious annoying guy in the world and I think we're supposed to I think we're supposed to sympathise I'm not really sure um, but it's got a famous final scene spoilers where um yeah, he, he, he finds I know the scene as well. Okay, he finds the girl who's yeah. about to get married, bangs on the window, they run off together, and then you kind of have this shot of them sitting in the back of the bus. Looking they... despondent. Yeah, um, which I think is a is a great ending. So that last, the last minute of it is pretty good. Check that out. Um, I'm not sure if he comes of age. I mean, I guess it's literally called The Graduate, so maybe he graduates in, in life as well as in, as in school. Maybe that's mm. the idea. Hmm, deep. <laughs> well, he gets married in the end, man. I mean, he should be an adult by then. That's the whole point of coming of age, right? Yeah, he, he doesn't get married. He, run, he runs off with someone else's wife or someone oh, else's bride. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. I thought... They could, oh. Mm. Before she, she, uh, before she gets married. But yeah, that's so, what you get for watching the last scene without contact. <laughs> <laughs> is he some sort of bus driver? Is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, no, he's not married. 
Who knows yeah. what happens? It's it's almost. It strikes me as the kind of film that someone probably made a sequel to at some point that no one's ever watched. Um, maybe maybe a book. Who knows? Hmm. What else you got? Uh, I've got two similar films uh, that I want to bring up, which are Heather's. Oh, oh Heather's, yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, which is their 20 year anniversary, apparently, which stars Vinona Ryder. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it Christian Slater? Yes, it is, yeah. yeah. As the bad boy. And Mean Girls, mm. which is the more recent one. And the reason why I bring them up together because both of them talk about a three year of Mean Girls. Okay. Uh, um, in Heather's, they are. Well, they're called Heathers. They're three Heathers. Because they're all called Heather, yeah. Yeah. Heather, Heather Chandler, Heather McNamara, and one more, Heather Duke, I think. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, I'm tra- going to scrap that quiz round I was going to do on Heathers. This is uh, <laughs> way ahead of the game. Yeah, so a trio, and both of them have become uh, Broadway musicals as well. Heathers is currently playing in the West End, and Mean Girls is currently playing in Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of trivia knowledge for you. This is this. impressive. Have you seen Heathers? I've seen Heathers the musical. Okay. But I've not seen Heathers. But have you? No. But I've read about it. Is it yeah. Basically, they try and they, they kill people and they make it look like suicide. The, they do kill a lot of people. The, <laughs> they, yeah. It's quite violent. They do, they do kill a lot of people in the film. I mean, um, so uh, we know that writer's character, Veronica. Uh, befriended the Hedders. Um and then he she met this bad boy played by Christian Slater and then uh he basically first of all um poisoned one of the Hedders by putting bleach in her cup. Classic. Yeah. Uh and then she yeah and then after that they killed uh two jocks who were bullying them. And basically it became it was a dark comedy and it's very, very popular. Yeah, right now. it makes the Mean Girls seem not that mean, really, doesn't no, it? No, <laughs> exactly. Uh, mean Girls, which is extremely popular as well, mm. <laughs> um, written by the lovely Tina Fey, who yes. I just adore. Um, got a stun- stunning invitation to appear on the podcast, Tina. Uh, I know, I love Tina so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can bring Amy Poehler with you as well. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, we might run out of mics, so um, <laughs> just call ahead. Uh, yeah, or, bring, so, or bring your own mic, actually. If you could bring your own mic, that would be very useful. <laughs> um, it's pretty on your nose. You have Lindsay Lohan, but yes. you more know Rachel McAdams and Amanda Seyfried, who play mm. the Mean Girls, who became more popular than Lindsay Lohan. Who and Lacey Chabert, who <laughs> didn't. No, I don't know I remember her at all. Well, if you if you like me love Party of Five, then you'll you'll have fond memories of Lacey. Oh, she Chabert. was in Party of Five. Huh? Yeah, that's where she started. She she was the the kid, so she's probably only I don't know ten or so when that started. Did you like Mean Girls? I did actually. Yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's good fun. Yeah, I can still quote a lot. You go, Glen Coco. Okay. Stop, <laughs> st- stop trying to make fetch happen. That's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, stop trying to make fetch go. happen. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure they come of age, but uh, I guess they kind of. Learn a lesson or something. I don't know. Don't they? Who knows? It's, it's a very vague concept, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, speaking of high school uh, girls, as uh, we apparently are, uh, Clueless is a classic of the genre. It is. Uh, uh, I used to watch the TV series of Clueless. It was less classic. Um, had some of the same cast. Donald Faison was in it. Uh, but yes, uh, Alicia Silverstone, right? That's the one. Uh, a retelling of Emma, set in high school. Uh one of the one of the better uh, Jane Austen adaptations, I would say. Mm. Mm. And a young Paul Rudd, who still looks more or less the same now. 
he's 40 or something. Probably 45. <laughs> uh, well, Stand By Me, that's a good film. Um, based on the on the Stephen King short story, um, The Body. It's four kids who... In, it must be set in the 80s or maybe, maybe 70s. I don't know. Anyway, um, and they they find a dead body. Um, but it's, it's, okay. it's that's definitely a very very strong coming of age I think it's what, aside from Short Time Redemption it's probably my favourite uh, Stephen King adaptation that I've seen yeah it's, um, because it's not horror basically because it's not horror yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's got, it hasn't got any demonic clowns in it so that's pretty good um, <laughs> there's a good bit where they almost get run over by a train Kiefer Sutherland's in it yeah, yeah uh, Kiefer it, Sutherland it's I think, is, it, is it Rob Reiner I think Rob might have directed it uh, who you might know is uh, Jess's dad in New Girl. Oh. Hmm. Lots of, yeah, we're, we're spilling trivia today. It's yeah. crazy. I, I, I forgot to mention him in the actor's directors last time because he's more, better known as a director, I'd say, but still does a, yeah, still he does a bit of acting. Yeah, oh, wow. Um, yeah, everything else on my list, I'm pretty certain we've mentioned before in the previous podcast. Okay. So I don't really want to go through them again. Fair enough. Um, it would be remiss of me not to tell everyone to watch The Spectacular now, which I, I do from time to time. Yeah. Um, many times, Colin. Many, many times. And this is one thing I remember quite clearly for Yes. Me. Oh, good. That's good. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to finish off with Adventureland, considering I'm pretty sure we didn't mention that before. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I'm going to say, Ryan Reynolds' only good film that isn't Deadpool uh, related. <laughs> Uh, which Poor might, Ryan Reynolds. might be unfair, but it's, it's, it's um, a, a fairly young Jesse Eisenberg. I think it came out around the same time as Zombieland. Actually, it seemed that he was doing a something land films around then. Uh, but yeah, basically, a, a guy who works at an amusement park. Um, Christian Stewart's in it, okay. and uh, yeah, Bill Hader. I think Kristen Wiig. But it's, it's quite a gentle comedy, kind of these long, relaxing summer days where you're finding yourself after school. Not. But it's uh, one of the one of the better ones, I say. Cool. I uh, I think I've seen it. Maybe. Awesome. Um, <laughs> now I'm confident, Zizan, you're rushing us along so that you get to uh, do your your HQ thing of me. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. No, I don't. Are you being paranoid? <laughs> oh, but, hurry on. But let's rush on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to Actor Factor, the segment where we talk about the films of a particular actor, uh, and this time it is Alec Baldwin. Who you seemed Yay. you seemed unsure whether you'd seen many Alec Baldwin films. I have, yeah, but I have seen quite a few of his films while he, I was going through the list. Yeah, he's one of these guys who I view these films. I thought, oh yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? And yeah. a few of them, I thought, was he in that? I don't remember <laughs> him at all. Uh, so he's clearly a um, a man who, who who works a lot. Uh, so uh, yeah al- almost all the ones I've got here he's not the lead I think possibly the only one that he is the lead um, is The Hunt for Red October okay very early in his career that's so Jack Ryan yeah yeah um, Sean Connery plays a, a Russian uh, submarine captain with his usual uh, wide range of accent skills uh, yeah it's, it it was kind of back when Alec Baldwin was, was a leading action figure um, mm. action man type Type of character, uh, it's it's good. It, it very much didn't feel like part of a franchise, uh, and the other films in, in the franchise don't really feel that connected. I mean, it's, it's the only one Alec Baldwin did. 
it's 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 decent. It's it's the kind of thing that today would they'd never make it without kind of plotting out a trilogy. Um, but back then you could just you could just adapt something and, and get go by for with it. it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's um, Sean Connery is is strong in it. Um, Anna Baldwin, he's yeah, he's decent. He's quite charismatic, but very different to what he would do in in later films. I'm a fan of Alec Baldwin. I like him in Thirty Rock. I never got on with Thirty Rock. I watched the first few and I just didn't enjoy it at all. Oh, oh yeah, I do like him. Uh, I the list of films that I've seen him in, uh, I do like pretty much all of them oh, yeah. to varying degrees. Yeah, and what have you got? Some, I have Still Alice. Oh yes, where he played uh, Julianne Moore's husband. Hmm. Mm. Uh, which again, I I forgot that he was in it. <laughs> I've got to similarly. I think it's Julianne Moore was fantastic in the film, and, and uh, Kristen Stewart. Was really good as well. It's really good, and I guess he's kind of a bit sidelined in that story. Yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah. For those who don't know, it tells the story of Julia Moore's character getting early onset Alzheimer's. Mm. It's very sad. I cried. It's very sad. Yes. It's very yeah. very sad. Uh, Great film though. Yeah. On on at least it was on Netflix. Though it still is. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Yes. Yeah, so I guess if you're talking the non comedies, because he, he does a lot of comedies now, I think, but um. In fact, Glenn Gary, yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, um, is a great film with an absolutely terrible title, um, <laughs> and and much like um, many many films based on books or plays, it, it's got it's got a terrible title because the play has got a terrible title. It seems to be, a, I've said this before, but it seems when you're writing a play or a book, you can't just give it a sensible title. In fact, going back to um, I mentioned earlier uh, that I've been watching Arsenic and Old Lace, and which is based on a, a play. Yes. And quite obviously, it's one of those ones where everything takes place in one room, more or less, and you kind of just stick the camera in front of it uh, a lot of the time. But yeah, there's, there's arsenic involved. I've, I'm not really sure where the old lace is involved. And, and similarly, in this in Glen Gary Glen Ross, it's it's about people um, selling selling land or selling stock. Or there's, there's something. It's all about a group of salesmen. I'm not entirely sure what they're selling. Um, I think it must be land portfolios or something. But there's one that's called Glen Gary, and there's one that's called Glen Ross, and they're not even the kind of the the MacGuffins or the crux of the plot there's just a couple of things that they're selling and they just so I have no idea why it's called that but it's it's great Alec Baldwin's part actually wasn't in the play he was written in especially for the film and um, yeah oh. this, basically he's this kind of mad expletive written expletive ridden uh, yelling at them all uh, telling them um, that they don't know what they're doing basically um, okay and, uh, and his his performance that was referenced in his his role in uh, Boss Baby apparently, um, oh, I think one of the taglines I've, I've not seen it, but one of the taglines I think was "Cookies are for closers," which is a reference to uh, Glen Gary Glen Ross. Huh. Uh, yes, that's, that's a very good one. Yeah. Uh, another film that I forgot he was in was Rock of Ages. Yes. <laughs> uh, which you should know because Tom Cruise uh, is Harrison style singing. Yeah, <laughs> he sang with um, Russell Brand. Dude. Yeah, what song was it? Oh, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the song oh. that they sang together. I've, I've listened to this album so many times. But yeah. To... Oh, what's the song? It's something about yeah falling in love with each yes. other. Yeah. yeah, but I can't remember what it was now. Yes, now. But yeah, I love Rock of Ages. It's very camp. <laughs> it's great fun, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hair. Is it hair metal, they call it, but uh, it's great music. Yeah, very, very cheesy. Um, but uh, yeah, some great, great work from Tom Cruise in that film. I thought, um, but he, he plays the the guy who owns the the, the uh, music club, 
and notably can't sing. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just scrolling down the Wikipedia page. Uh, can't Fight This Feeling by REA Speedwagon. Oh, yes! Uh, oh, if, if you, there's one scene you should Google, you, should, you can just Google this scene from uh, Rock of Ages in Berlin. It's funny. Yeah, I, I, well, I, just, I listened to that soundtrack a lot. Um, it's a pretty, pretty decent soundtrack. Um, I don't think I don't think you won an Oscar for that one, if I, if I remember rightly. Um, no. Well, that's right. Uh, Malice, he was in, um, which is basically Aaron Sorkin's least notable film. Um, he, yeah, he, he was uncredited in Notting Hill as Julia Roberts' um, boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we've got the Royal Tenenbaums, apparently he was in. Um, I don't... Yeah, no, I don't remember I, him. I remember he was in The Departed as well. Uh, yes. Who was he in The Departed? Uh, it's, it's probably a, a chief inspector, one of the policemen. I suspect you're right. Yeah. I remember Martin Sheen was. But yeah, he must have been in the he background prob- somewhere. Yeah. Apparently he was in Elizabeth Town. Uh, <laughs> apparently he was in The Aviator. <laughs> It's a very good film. I have yeah. no recollection of him being in that. <laughs> oh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, apparently, he was in a Long Came Polly, which I don't even remember whether I've seen or not. I've definitely seen bits of it. Um, because it's about an actuary. Because it's about an actuary, sort of. Uh, he did a couple of Mission Impossibles. Um, he was in Rules Don't Apply, which I think might be the worst film I saw last year. It's, And again, I don't really remember him in it. Uh, but it's uh, the story of Harry Hughes. Well, in fact, theoretically, it's the story of a girl who is working for him and her dr- and his driver. But okay. About halfway through, just becomes a Howard Hughes film. Um, but it's ri- well, so it's directed by Warren Beatty, who plays Howard Hughes, and clearly decided that he wasn't getting enough screen time. So, uh, yeah. That, so it's for me the worst one is either that or a film called The Cooler, which I bought for one pound in Zavi once, and it was not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> not worth the one pound, Colin. No, I, it's. Awful. It's um, William H Macy playing a guy who basically is bad luck. So he's hired by a casino to go and sit <gasps> next to people who are who are losing, so who are winning awful. rather to make them lose. But um, it's worse than it sounds. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, just for Simon, um, he he was in Blue Jasmine, which I still have not seen. <laughs> That's your favorite film. But one day. <laughs> okay. Um, obviously, he was in Aloha. Um, which is also terrible. Now, my, my favourite, I'm going to go with Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like pretty much all the films he has been in. Uh, I haven't seen many. I like The Departed. It's probably my favourite. Um, okay. I, I won't choose my least favourite. Won't choose? Wow. Yeah. In which good. case, it's going to be The Cooler. Basically. Okay, fact, cool. you, you didn't like the outline for that film. so uh, I'll choose The Cooler for yeah. one pound. <laughs> well, I've given away my copy. Otherwise, I could have sold it to you for a pound. Um, <laughs> No, thank you. I imagine it's probably still in a Bristol charity shop somewhere. Um, oh, he was in Concussion as well, which is pretty good. Um, what actor are we talking about next time, DJ? I don't know whether we've done him before again. Okay. I should really check this out, but we're doing Jonah Hill. We have not done Jonah Hill. Hey! I, I, I don't. I'm going, I'm going at this guessing. This thing. is very good. Oscar yeah. nominee, Jonah Hill. Uh, excellent. Um, once I remember, um, we are going to be doing some recasting next time. Um, so we'll put this out on, on the Facebook as, as usual. But uh, um, this is where we say, well, if a film was remade, who should play the, the lead parts in it? And next time will be Die Hard. So we'll be talking about who should be playing uh, John McClane and uh, Hans Gruber, the um, 
um, Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman parts, and we'd love your suggestions. So uh, if you can get in touch with us at CZ Movies on Twitter, CZ Movies at gmail.com with your suggestions. And uh, say so if you know us, you'll see it on Facebook. Uh, we move on to the quiz then, where I, I believe I'm one up for the year. Yep, yeah. Um, um, but it's it's been back and forth all, all year, and this time is quiz films about sharks. Sijan, randomly, yes. So, question one: What sea animal was the name of the boat used to hunt the great white shark in Jaws? Which I'm pretty sure I asked you this before as well. You might have done. I, I probably should have remembered the answer. Um, yeah, a sea animal. Uh, my mind seems to have gone blank of any sea animals. <laughs> I'm going to say a narwhal. Nope, it's an orca. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I guess. Okay, which actor famously said of Jaws the Revenge, I've never seen it, but by all accounts it is terrible. However, I have seen the house that it built, and it's terrific. Uh, he has to be one of the actors in the original Jaws film. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss? Uh, it's actually Michael Caine. It took, it took all I could, uh, I could do not to do a Michael Caine impression as I asked you that question. Ah, uh, so. okay. This is going to be a very low-scoring round, isn't it? Uh, it might be. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to research, I guess, when uh, it's as open as this. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, question two. What musical instrument was used to play the famous solo for John Williams' score of Jaws? That sounds to me like it was probably a bassoon. It's very close. It's a tuba. It's quite low. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which shark film did LL Cool J appear, as well as providing two songs for the soundtrack? <laughs> Why have you done some uh, Deep Blue Sea? It is Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, this is probably going to be a winning question. Yeah, that's it. It's one note. It's over. It's a- uh, question three. What kind of shark was the one in the 2016 film The Shallows starring Blake Lively? There are, there are kinds of sharks. There are um, so many kinds of sharks, <laughs> Colin. Um, it's a good film. I, I have seen this film. I'm going to say it's a hammerhead shark. No, it's a great white shark. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what actor-themed nickname does Blake Lively's character give to her seagull companion in The Shallows? Actor-themed nickname? Hmm. Uh, no, not a clue. <laughs> no, Stephen Seagull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's yep. so good. Uh, question four. How many Sharknado films have there been in the series? I think there have been six. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, question four for you. What, what is the disappointingly unshark-like characteristic of Lenny in Shark Tale? Doesn't like meat. I'll give that. He's vegetarian. Yeah. Yes. Um, question five and last question. What is the mag? It's a megalodon. That's correct. Two all then, and if you get this question right, you have won. Um, the Fourth Awakens is the subtitle of the fourth instalment in which franchise? It's Sharknado. It That's is the Sharknado franchise indeed, <laughs> uh, which means you win and pull level hey! for the uh, for the year. Yes. Um, next time we are quizzing on Netflix original films. Ha! Huh, there's going to be loads. There are going to be loads. <laughs> um, Probably not as many as our films about sharks. Uh, no. As, as while I was researching this, I added Deep Blue Sea to the to the, uh, the the Wikipedia category page for films about sharks. So depending on whether you looked at that before or after me, you would have um, benefited from my work there. Anyway, what are we doing next time, Dijon? We are talking about Venom. 
Yeah. We ah um yeah I know I would rather watch the the Lady Gaga film. <laughs> and yeah. Comment true. about it. Well, oh, if well. you if you the listener want to uh, watch Venom as well, then you can join us next time. Otherwise, there's a new podcast starring me and my brother. No, we've <laughs> done this already at the beginning. Stop it. Stop plugging it. In which case, we'll definitely uh, see you for Venom one next time. Bye.